Mo's just staring at me. Hey, we're back, guys. I'm here. It's been like three weeks. We're alive. (laughs) (laughs) Don't send the search parties. Man. It's all right. Summer is kicking our butt. It's barely started. Listen, (laughs) and this week isn't any different. We just finally said, forget it. We have to do this. Just forcing ourselves to do at least three days of this week. Mm -hmm. Oh, it is Tuesday morning. Coming up on today's show, should David Platt have prayed for the president? Big deal. Have you heard about it yet? No. Yeah, we haven't discussed it. I live we'll in a hole it. currently. That's so. true. You're just you're just surrounded by nothing but BBS yeah. uh, material. Uh, plus, latest news, random facts, and more. But of course, today is June 11th, and we've got a few holidays to celebrate. What do we got, Mo? So today is International Day of Families. Boring. <laughs> Yeah, big deal, family, whatever. Mm. It's important, I guess. Whatever. It is It is important, Matthew. <laughs> Currently, and I never thought I would say this, my family's the only thing that's keeping me sane. <laughs> um, hey, it's also National Chocolate Chip Day. Mm-hmm. See, that's a holiday that I'm excited for. You know, chocolate chips go good in anything. They really Banana do. bread. Salad. Ice cream. Ew. <laughs> you said anything. Don't say anything and then judge me, Mo. Goodness gracious. Okay. Chocolate <laughs> chips make anything sweet better. All right. Lastly, uh, hey. Hey. I feel like we've done this one before. Is this one? It's a straw thing. hat day. Straw hat day? It's straw hat day. Yeah, because I feel like I remember you saying that you don't like people who wear straw hats. Except for farmers, because they have the right to wear a straw hat. But how many people are actual farmers that are wearing straw hats? Not many. I have Isn't said that. Isn't that right? I have said that, yeah. See? I don't know. Straw hat day. Unless you're a farmer, you don't get to participate. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if I messed up the holidays. Did I do the very first thing that... Uh, We've done since we come back. Did I mess it up? I don't know. I don't remember the other two. See, now I'm starting to think I remember National Chocolate Chip Day. Really? Yeah. Uh-oh, guys. Uh-oh. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> come on, Facebook. Why are you so slow all the time? Um, 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 um. Yeah, see, I am remembering it. Okay, what I got here? We've got... Where are you at? Yeah, dang it. (gasps) (laughs) Well, guys, we're back. Darn, man. But we're not all there. I wonder if I did this for every day because I don't recognize any of these holidays. Shoot. Okay. Okay, I don't uh, remember the other holidays. Hold on, it's Corn on the Cob Day. It is National German Chocolate Cake Day, so similar. That's my favorite. German chocolate is my favorite cake. Is that the one that has the weird icing on the top? It's coconut. Is it coconut? That's what it is. Yeah, Yeah. I don't like that. Mm, I love it. (laughs) And then it's World Pet Memorial Day for some reason. Okay, well, memorialize those pets of yours. (laughs) Uh, My bad, (laughs) y'all. Oh, goodness gracious. Listen. We're a little rusty now. A good friend can recite your reasoning for not liking Mm -hmm. straw hats. (laughs) I am impressed. You did remember that pretty much verbatim. You're welcome. Oh, let's do a top list because it's Topless Tuesday. Top list. And this this top list is actually uh, from a tweet, but it's uh, the coolest people I know, 11 things that the coolest people I know do. Uh, So each of these starts with that phrase. The coolest people I know, one, have great manners. Why, thank you. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I have terrible manners lately. Well, you're a male. Sure. But I mean, like, for even for that lately. Uh, Mainly, like, with gas. Like, I'm burping. All the time. Without any... Regard for who's around or yeah. whatever. Just yeah. bleep. I'm like, oh, excuse me. Well, it's better than <laughs> the other end without any regard for well, who's around. <laughs> those I usually say for just when a few select people are around. 
<laughs> Number two, the coolest people I know remember people's names. Okay, mm-hmm. that's not me at all. Gosh. One of the hardest things about being active in ministry mm-hmm. is if you can't remember people's names. Yeah. Especially when you're like the leader of something. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm the head of our Celebrate Recovery. I'm supposed to, I interact with new people every week. And people that have been there for weeks and weeks and weeks. And equally, I don't remember either of their names. <laughs> yeah. I was kind of your crutch yep. for that. And then you left. Yeah. So thanks. Mo, what's their name? <laughs> John Smith. There Jeez, is, Matt. Okay. They've Luck- been here longer than you have. <laughs> luckily, <laughs> luckily uh, I'm not the only one. Well, I guess, I mean, it's not lucky for the church. <laughs> it's lucky for me feeling bad. That our pastor is the same way. There is someone, there's a lady who's been in our church for the last three years. uh, Definitely the whole time that our pastor's been here. And we're having our prayer service and people are praying. And Johnny walks back to the sound booth and says, what's the name of that lady? And I couldn't remember either. (laughs) So we're both sitting there. So he walks back and he starts the next prayer and someone else is praying. And he walks back to me again and said, do you remember the name? I'm like, no, I don't. I'm texting Deidre. What's the name of this lady who does this and sits up here? And she sends me a name and I'm like, that's not the name. And it was the name, but it's like, it's it's nowhere near what I was guessing. It can't be right. And so I'm writing it on a big sign and holding it up for Johnny to see. This This is her name. Oh, it was awful. Jeez. We both felt terrible. Things that happen behind <laughs> the scenes at church. Uh, number three, the coolest people I know show up on time. Let's see, I'm a big, I'm a big uh, punctuality person. Yeah, I'm here early, even. So, my mom was always fifteen minutes early to everything. Yeah, and it drove me nuts. <laughs> I. And then my in-laws are always five and a half hours late to everything. (laughs) That sounds like my (laughs) in-laws. So much so that on my sister-in-law's wedding, she told her mom she had to be there two and a half hours prior to when she really needed to be there. And she was still an hour late. Jeez. Yeah. That's awful. Yeah. Um, So my sister-in-law didn't get those pictures of like... You know, the mom putting on the dress and tying up the back and everything. I I like that's seared into my memory. My sister-in-law just losing it on her wedding day. I said two and a half hours early so they would be here. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) Now Chris and I are somewhere in the middle. (laughs) (laughs) We'll get there. Yeah. Uh, Number four, the coolest people I know are lifelong students. Always learning. Always learning. Mm Got to do that. The coolest people I know, number five, listen with interest. Mm -hmm. Yes, pay attention. Put your phone down. We're having a discussion here. We're living in the real world. (laughs) Don't tell me what to do. (laughs) Number six, uh, the coolest people I know, don't respond to negativity. Oh, dang. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Of the two of us, that would not be Mo. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, number seven the coolest people i know do random acts of kindness Mm -hmm. yep i like that Mm -hmm. Uh, kissy we can't we can't share the stories about it because that's that's not bragging about it at that Uh, point and then it's just doing something for our own glory so we can't even can't even admit that we do these things right so we're just gonna gloss over it Mm -hmm. Number eight, the coolest people I know mentor other people. Uh, yeah. Sure. It's just spreading the knowledge. Mm-hmm. You learn and you teach. That's what that's, you do. That's what we do every day on the morning show, Matt. <laughs> Spread the knowledge about the wrong holidays. <laughs> Number nine, the coolest people I know give without expecting to get. Hey, that's, that's a classic. That's that's classic Christian 101 right there. That's parenting summed up. <laughs> Number 10, the coolest people I know hold open doors. Oh, not in today's society. My goodness. That's, uh, how dare you hold the door open for a woman? You're claiming that she is inferior, incapable, so weak that she can't even open her own door for herself. You can hold a door open for a woman. (laughs) 
As long as there's a man prior to her that you've also held the door open for. Oh, yeah. If anybody's coming up behind me, I hold the door open. Yeah. Yeah. My but kids. then you get caught in that door loop uh-huh. where people just keep coming mm-hmm. and you can't get out. No one's like, here, let me take over for you. Yeah. It's like, thank you, thank you, thank you. Or saying nothing at all. I'm just walking right out like you're the dang doorman. Exactly. See? <laughs> so here's the thing. I don't know what's worse. The people just walking past, not saying thank you. Mm-hmm. Or I am always the one that takes notice and says, here, I'll grab that. Yeah. And I let the person go. But they don't say thank you either. <laughs> I've just done you a favor at this point. They're like, yeah, you better. Yeah. That's right. That's right you'll hold the door. That's right. What do you even mean? <laughs> and lastly, the coolest people I know are graceful truth tellers. Hmm. This is that qualifier of graceful in the front there. <laughs> that I That's think just true. qualifies both of us. <laughs> Probably. Oh, uh, it's a good list. Uh, I like it. Let's uh, let's see here. Pizza Hut is revamping their iconic pan pizza. What? And it's set to be crispier than ever. Following a three-year period of culinary innovation, culinary. That's I mean that's a strong term. Well, culinary I mean, innovation. <laughs> that's like McDonald's saying it's culinary innovation. <laughs> Following three years of extensive culinary innovation, McDonald's will now have slightly crispier fries. Uh, the pan pizza at Pizza Hut is getting a little makeover with the brand attempting to perfect the already well-loved recipe that has been on menus for 39 years. The new version, which began rolling out in stores on Tuesday, has been updated in two major ways. First, the pizza is baked in a newly engineered pan, which turns the crispiness up a notch. Second, a new cheese and sauce blend are being used to boost the flavor. Um, the key phrase in this is that it was already well-loved. Uh-huh, so why are you changing it? It's like Coke with new Coke back in the 50s. Why would we change what people already want? Mm-hmm. Like, that's the main draw of Pizza Hut, mm-hmm. is that pan pizza. That's what they built their whole model on when it came to their rise in popularity. Yeah. And they're like, let's change it for no reason. Let's yeah, do no. a change nobody asked for. Mm-mm. If I want a crispier <sighs> pizza, I'll just order a thin crust. Right. Yeah. The, uh, the few reviews that I've seen have said, yeah, it tastes fine. The crust comes off kind of more like focaccia bread mm, great. than the normal pan pizza. So people are going to be upset, and either Pizza Hut's just going to damage their brand and keep it, or they'll eventually go back to their old recipe. Yeah. Hey, uh, I'm proud of you for pronouncing focaccia correctly. Thank you. Way to go. I don't know what to say. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just being one of those coolest people that you know. (laughs) That lets you know I was going to judge you if you pronounced it incorrectly. Exactly. (laughs) Coming up later in the show, did David Platt make a mistake praying over President Trump last week? And when we come back, we have, have we found a way to reverse aging? Stick around. Morning show. I don't, did I even did I even announce what our show was at the beginning of the nope. first hour? <laughs> nope, you sure did not. Back row morning show with Matt and Mo. We've been gone for a while, guys. It's kind of hard to get back in the swing of things. Back into the groove. <laughs> We're kicking off our second hour here on the back row radio portion of whatever with five random facts. Five <laughs> random facts. With Mo. All right, you ready? Yep. Being unpopular and not having friends increases our chances of death more than obesity, physical inactivity, and binge drinking. Um, wow. (laughs) (laughs) I need to make more friends. 
I feel right like, now. I feel like this is all mean girls need to hear in order to like <laughs> make themselves feel better. I'm popular, so I won't die early. <laughs> you're a loser. You don't have any friends, so you're going to die faster than your fat dad. <laughs> faster than your fat alcoholic dad. That's terrible. <laughs> We've made good mean girls. All right. The Philippines have passed a new law requiring all high school and college students to plant at least 10 trees each before they can graduate. I mean, I think that's a bit excessive. Like every year? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, they're going to run out of places to plant trees. It's at least 20 years. Because, well, I mean. So, 20 years, 20 trees. See, it's still early. Because um, I'm thinking if every student graduates from high school and then graduates from college, you're planting 20 trees within a, what, four-year span? Essentially. Each. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, I get what you're saying now. Per person. Per Each person, person is, yeah, doing 20 yes. trees. Yeah. But I'm just like, you couldn't do that in... Clovis, because we'd run out of. We could do it in Clovis. For we s- totally years. should do it in Clovis. For several years, but then eventually it would be like. Yeah, eventually. Mm-hmm. Thinking trees. Yeah. Because that's how many kids we have We graduate each year? About. 350. 350, so that times 10, 3,500 trees. Then and add, that's just high school graduation. Yeah, and then add everybody that graduates from Clovis Community College, which is at least another 70. And E&MU. And E&MU. Would we count that? That's another. But see, here's my thought. That's where we would plant the trees. Is that space between. In between the two. (laughs) Clovis and Portalis. That space of nothingness. All right. Boring Oregon and dull Scotland (laughs) have been sister cities since 2012. In 2017, they added... Blandshire, Australia, to their League of Extraordinary Communities. <laughs> um, <clears throat> extraordinary seems a bit far fetched. <laughs> seems like they're reaching, reaching. <laughs> <laughs> just a little bit. Um, uh, Amelia Earhart and Eleanor Roosevelt. 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 <laughs> Once. Sneaked out of the White House, out of a White House event, commandeered an airplane, and went on a joyride to Baltimore. Hey, that sounds like so much fun. Mm -hmm. That's why you got to have a friend who's a pilot. (laughs) I've I've always heard that. That's a thing. It is a thing. (laughs) That friend, having that friend will also increase your chances of death more, or not, never mind, forget it. <laughs> It'll decrease your chances of death. That's what I said. During Prohibition, moonshiners would wear cow shoes. The fancy footwork. It's hard. Talking is hard. <laughs> Reading, also difficult. The fancy footwear left hoof prints instead of footprints, helping distillers and smugglers evade police. <laughs> What are you laughing at? What did I say? Uh, no, nothing. You said oh. it right. <laughs> I'm just okay. laughing at the situation. Talking and reading are hard. Yeah. Doing them together, even worse. So bad. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we have had three weeks and a day off. Uh, it's time to give our personal updates. What the heck have we been doing uh, to keep us so busy? <laughs> so my kids are too busy. That's why I'm too busy. Um, but we're also busy making memories camping. Mm-hmm. That so, was one of them. You know, I don't know what the other ones were. That's the only <laughs> one that I can remember right now. And I am in the middle of, okay, y'all pray for me. Because today starts VBS. And it is a new year at a new church as VBS director. And things are new. I'm still so surprised that 
you're yeah I haven't even really been there a whole year yet no not yet and they're like you can be our VBS director over our gigantic church of of which we should have had somebody in this position already since there's thousands of us but you know you've done it before so mm-hmm. <laughs> and then you are like sure <laughs> Of course. Why wouldn't I? I know that was probably the dumbest thing that I've ever done. Um, I did it at a a church of 150. I can do it at a church of 1,500. Why not? (laughs) It's the same, right? It's not like it's going to be 10 times the stress and 10 times the work with half the people volunteering. (laughs) True story. So listen, this is just... uh, if you if your church is getting ready to have VBS and you've heard the announcements or maybe your church is super cool and they do the video announcements and they've they've tried laying on the guilt trip of how they need volunteers and you're like, meh, we don't really need volunteers. They got that covered. We don't have it covered. <laughs> no ministry has ever had enough volunteers for anything ever. So please... Have you come volunteer? Have you ever heard of a church turning away an extra volunteer? No, no, never. Why? Because we need them. We need them. All I've I've said this over and over and over again this week because I've heard it over and over and over again. I've had to reach out personally to people and say, "Hey, were you planning on helping with VBS this year?" Mm, no, I thought I was going to take a break. You know, I figured you had plenty of volunteers with the size of our church and everything. And I, if you say that, <laughs> and all 900 other people say that, <laughs> guess what? We barely have 100 people here helping. Hmm, that's funny that you say that. <laughs> it's funny because everybody's saying that. It's almost like you're reading from a script. <laughs> Just to add a little bit of guilt, but truth in there for y'all. You know, this is that whole graceful truth thing. I'm not one of them people. Um, That's not the purpose of service. We're not called to serve just in case nobody else is serving. We're called to serve because God has called us to serve and he's given us tools and gifts in order to serve in those areas. So use your tools and gifts, people. That's what they're there for. Not to sit at home and eat bonbons all day. Bear your fruit, people. Hey, Matt. What? What's your personal update? (laughs) Hopefully it's nicer than mine has been. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, goodness. A lot of stuff. Yeah, I know. It's been three weeks (laughs) and it's hard to like. It's so much. Yeah, it's it's hard to pinpoint exactly Uh things. I want to talk about good gooder things hey my son and your nephew are going to the playoffs this yeah year. i heard that <clears throat> their y'all, team y'all was number eat, one y'all got eaten alive by mosquitoes i'm glad i wasn't there but you know i like <laughs> those things surrounded me yeah they didn't bite you i don't have a single bite oh danger got munched up and i would have too it's funny, like, now that you say that i'm like starting to itch <laughs> except, all like wait except for this one got... and this spot right here <laughs> Here in the middle of my back, I can't reach it. I haven't itched all day. <laughs> now all of a sudden, start talking about it. Um, no, I've lost uh, 14 pounds in the last two months. Holla! Uh, I'm getting ready to start to ramp it up a little bit with some intermittent fasting. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm excited about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, according to the progression chart, if I'm able to do it correctly... I should be able to hit my goal weight by the middle of next year. I'm not anticipating doing it correctly. (laughs) But as long as I'm going in the right direction, I'm happy. Um, Let's see. We, uh, my mom, who has never been on a cruise before, booked us a cruise for, uh, it would take us to Cuba and to the Bahamas and back. And... We got a letter saying, yeah, America says we can't go to Cuba anymore. So what's cool about that is they took Cuba out of the itinerary 
added two more stops to two more places in the Bahamas and are giving us 50% of the trip money back. Who are you cruising with? Norwegian. They're my favorite cruise line. Yeah. So I'm excited about that. Because mm-hmm. uh, getting that money back means now that we get to do like everything. And uh-huh. The super Excursions. Luxury. <laughs> Go have fun. Get that dining package or whatever where we have some steak going on. Yep. Steak and shrimps. Yep. Hey, so did I tell you that Chris and I booked our very first kit? Oh, yeah. No, uh, kids, no kids allowed, allowed cruise? Well, yeah. Okay. It's... but. Well, I made the clarification. The cruise itself is not no kids. That's right. Alive. I already did talk about yeah. this, so forget <laughs> it. We won't even touch on it. I'm just so excited. Yeah. I've never been on one, though. I'm really excited, too. It's still months away, though. I'm sad. I, no. No. You guys have less than 100 days to go. Okay. We are at 104 days, and ours is at the end of September. Mm. So y'all have... What, so like, there will be two weeks in September where we're not recording. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead and prepare yourselves for that. Uh, I'm, I'm going to hope that we'll be able to make it until then without having another break, but who knows. Um, um. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'm also preparing for my family to leave me at the end of the month for 10 days. <laughs> Sad. <laughs> Sad. Yeah. The first few days are going to be great. <laughs> like day one, day two, day three, it's going to be great. But like starting with night three, then it's going to stink. I'm like, okay, well, this was a nice vacation from stress, but I want my family back now. I need my people. <laughs> I know when you have to start leaning on other people who you don't like genuinely love, it begins to suck. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I feel you. Yep. So I'm going to be focusing during that time, uh, during my free time, on finishing my book, <gasps> which I'm excited about doing. Matthew. I'm, close. I'm really close to it. I'm really close. I've got like, I think, three or four chapters left. And then awesome. it's done. See, you can do that. Fiction. Easy. Science fiction. Yeah, I'm excited. All right. Well, those are our updates. I'm sorry they weren't as exciting I know. as we <laughs> built them up to Everybody's be. probably like, okay, <laughs> This is all y'all are doing. And... VBS and losing weight. Can you please get back to recording shows? Sorry, guys. <laughs> there was a lot more, okay? A lot of not entertaining things. Really, a lot of not entertaining things. I mean, camping was fun. But... Well, sure, yeah. But not for them. Not for our listeners. Yeah, sorry, guys. <laughs> Uh, training for and completing a first-time marathon reverses, quote-unquote, aging of major blood vessels, according to exciting new research. The study, which was conducted by the European Society of Cardiology, also found that older and slower runners benefit the most. Novice runners who trained for six months and completed their first marathon had a four-year reduction in arterial age and a 4-MMHG drop in systolic blood pressure, said study author Dr. Anish Bahuva. 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 So this makes me feel really good. Yeah? Because I don't have to do my marathon until I'm much older. (laughs) That's not what I thought you were going to take away from this. That's good. I can put it off even longer. That's what it says. And I'll still age backwards. Older and slower <laughs> ru- runners benefit the most. That's what. I- uh, all right. Well, I guess I can use that uh, that thought process as well. Yeah, I'll totally do one of these things when I'm eighty. In twenty years. <laughs> uh, when we come back, David Platt and the president. But first. It's time for Love Thy Nerd's Critical Hit. Take it away, Hector. Hey, everyone. This is the Love Thy Nerd Critical Hit. I'm Hector Mirai with Faith and Fandom, and I just wanted to share a quick thought with you. Over the past week, the internet has been abuzz with the information that Robert Pattinson, former Twilight star, is now Batman. Now, I'm a hardcore Batman fan. Like, really hardcore Batman fan. And... I understand taking this news with a little bit of caution, a little bit of concern, having some issues with the casting. 
But I get it. He was a sparkly vampire, and now he's the Dark Knight. You know, it's it's a stretch. But I've also seen Robert Pattinson do some seriously dramatic roles and do some rather impressive acting. So I'm willing to give him the benefit of the doubt. Every prior cast Batman has had doubt when their announcement was made. Michael Keaton was a comedic actor who was too short and had no business playing Batman. Christian Bale was too skinny and had no charisma. Affleck was bringing in failure of Daredevil with him to this role. Everybody had issues when it comes to being cast in such a pivotal role. But looking back, for the most part, a lot of these Batman casting decisions have been relatively solid choices. I still have no clue what happened with George Clooney, but anyway, most of these have been really solid choices. And one of the things we have to come to realize, we can't judge these things based on just what we've seen before, because sometimes there just is more to a situation than what we've seen. In 1 Samuel 16, verse 6, it begins, When they arrived, Samuel saw Eliab and thought, Surely the Lord's anointed stands here before the Lord. Verse 7 says, But the Lord said to Samuel, Do not consider his appearance or his height, for I have rejected him. The Lord does not look at the things people look at. People look at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. Eliab was the perfect casting choice for the king of Israel, yet God picked a scrawny, short guy that had no business being king because it mattered more about what God saw than what everybody else saw. And for one, I'm grateful that God gives me opportunities based on what he sees instead of what everybody else sees. So maybe let's let's give Pattinson a chance to show us that there's more than what we've seen. want you to know that Love Thy Nerd exists to love and serve our nerdy neighbors through thoughtful content, relational outreach, and intentional community. Check out our website at lovethynerd.com, our thriving Facebook community where you can interact on a daily basis. We have several podcasts, one of which I host, and we're active on all the socials. You can also check me and my book series out over at Faith and Fandom on Facebook. Welcome back to the Back Row Morning Show with Matt and Mo. And uh, it's the third hour. It is the third hour. Third hour usually means that we tackle a slightly bigger topic. And today we're talking about David Platt. Uh, Big name in the Southern Baptist community. uh, Big time pastor. uh, Super nice guy. Very intense guy. He's very intense. You can even see it in his face. He's just very... He's ready to go all I, the time. I don't think that I like intense people as much as I used to. They're 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 exhausting. I agree. Uh, but here's what happened. If you haven't heard, uh, have you heard? I haven't. Okay. Well, here's what happened. Uh, Franklin Graham, who love him or hate him, he's here. <laughs> he announced a. A uh, day of prayer for the president. A special day of prayer for the president as June 2nd. So, you know, last week. A little over a week ago. And uh, that was a Sunday. And David Platt, who is uh, the pastor of McLean, McLean Baptist Church in uh, Vienna, Virginia, was just doing his Sunday stuff. Normal stuff. He goes backstage towards the end of the service they're playing the song or whatever and someone tells him hey the president is coming and he wants you to pray for him what are you going to do at that point like okay you can't say no tell him to turn back around (laughs) so he comes up and he brings Donald Trump on stage Donald Trump dressed very kind of casually he's in a like a polo with a, a sport coat and some khakis on and, you know, and uh, hair slicked back and kind of down. A little little uh, more slicked back than you normally see his hair. And he gets up on stage and David Platt prays a prayer. <clears throat> and this is what he prayed uh, verbatim. 
said, Oh God, we praise you as the one universal King over all. You are our leader and our savior and we worship you. There is one God and one savior and it's you and your name is Jesus. And we exalt you, Jesus. We know we need your mercy. We need your grace. We need your help and we need your wisdom in our country. And so we stand right now on behalf of our president and we pray for your grace and your mercy and your wisdom upon him. God, we pray that he would know how much you love him so much that you sent Jesus to die for his sins, our sins. So we pray that he would look to you, that he would trust in you, that he would lean on you, that he would govern and make decisions in ways that are good for justice and good for righteousness and good for equity and good or every good path. Lord, we pray, we pray that you would give him all the grace he needs to govern in ways that we just saw in 1 Timothy 2, which was his sermon, Mm -hmm. uh, that led to peaceful and quiet lives, godly and dignified in every way. God, we pray for your blessing in that way upon his family. We pray that you would give them strength. We pray that you would give them clarity, wisdom, wisdom in... uh, Wisdom, wisdom, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Fools to spy wisdom and instruction. Please, O God, give him wisdom and help him to lead our country alongside other leaders. We pray today for the leaders of Congress. We pray for leaders in courts. We pray for leaders in national and state levels. Please, O God, help us look to you. Help us to trust in your word. Help us to seek your wisdom and live in ways that reflect your love and your grace, your righteousness and your justice. We pray for your blessings on our president toward that end. Okay. What are your thoughts on the prayer? I'm, it was a good prayer. Exactly. That's what I think. It seems very not it's like nonpartisan. Mm-hmm. It's not controversial. No. It seems to be It's genuine. A genuine and a very biblical prayer mm-hmm. over our nation's leader. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, <clears throat> just the fact that he prayed directly over the president, that is enough to send people off the deep end. Both people that don't agree with our president and people who don't think that we should be getting involved in politics. And I don't think that their gripes stand up at all to any of this in the situation. Because number one, again, if the president's coming to your church, he wasn't invited. Yeah. I'm coming to your church. Can you pray for me? Yeah. You're not going to turn the president of the United States away from asking for prayer. Right. Number two... If you're going to, if you do it in this manner, which is, you know, clearly, I mean, we just read the entire thing. Not a single uh, political thing Uh -uh. in it. In fact, he prayed for all the leaders as well towards Uh the end. It didn't differentiate between Democrat or Republican, liberal Uh or conservative, uh, believers or not. And yet, very, very... Many, many people got upset to the point where David Platt had to issue a quote-unquote apology, though it wasn't really an apology. It was just an explanation of the events, and he didn't apologize in it at all, which yeah. I'm glad for. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just I'm, I'm surprised that so many people would have such a problem with it. Uh, yeah. I, I'm, as you were reading it, knowing that there was going to be some amount of controversy somewhere... I'm listening, trying to, one, trying to find that controversial statement, that one controversial word that he said that people are hanging on, and there's not one. Yeah. And two, I'm trying to put myself in his position as a prayer, okay, Mm -hmm. as someone who's praying. And honestly, that's something, the prayer that he prayed over the president is very similar to a prayer that I would pray over my children. And it's because I love my children and I want what's best for them and I want them to be protected and safe and I want for all of their decisions to reflect godliness and good character. And that's what that prayer says to me is that he genuinely cares for our president. He genuinely cares for our nation and wants for the decisions to reflect godliness and good character. Mm -hmm. I didn't see anything or hear anything controversial, political, um, or otherwise in, in that prayer. Right. 
It, it just it wasn't a display of politics in any way. Not at all. <clears throat> and on top of that, had it not been the president, okay, had it not been the president who said, I, I would like for you to pray for me, had it been Joe Schmo off the streets, of would David Platt have prayed for him? Um, of course. Certain, yeah. Of course he would have. <laughs> and if he had not, if he had turned him away, this would be a different story right. about how a Southern Baptist preacher or a Baptist preacher turned somebody away and refused, yeah, refused to pray refused for even him. to pray for the president. <laughs> so just because he's the president, sure, he's revered and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But he's still human. He's still a person. And he still deserves to be treated as that at the end of the day. And... That includes being prayed for when he wants a pastor to pray over him. Yep. Uh, so Trump was in Virginia Beach or that area uh, because he had he had come to visit with a, another pastor and pray for the victims of the community of Virginia Beach because there was a shooting uh, that Friday before where 12 people were killed. Um so in a blog post, David Platt described what happened. He said, at the end of the sermon at the one o'clock uh, worship gathering, I stepped to the side for what I thought would be a couple moments in quiet reflection as we prepared to take the Lord's Supper. But I was immediately called backstage and told that the president of the United States was on his way to the church, would, uh, would be there in a matter of minutes and would like for us to pray for him. And I immediately thought about my longing to guard the integrity of the gospel in our church. And as I said in the sermon today, Christ alone unites us. I love that we have over 100 nations represented in our church family, including all kinds of people with varied personal histories and political opinions from varied socio-economical situations. It's clear in our church that the only reason we're together is because we have the same king we adore, worship, fear, and follow with supreme love and absolute loyalty, and his name is Jesus. He said he immediately thought of the verse from 1 Timothy about uh, above commanding Christians to pray for kings and who... Uh, and all who are in high positions and decided to take this unique opportunity for us as a church to pray over him together. Um, Platt explained in the blog post that he was in no way endorsing the president, his policies, his party. Rather, he wanted to obey God's command to pray for our president and other leaders to govern in a way that this passage portrays. Um, He said that as he waited for the president to arrive, he said, in, in that brief moment, I prayed specifically for an opportunity to speak the gospel to him and for faithfulness to pray the gospel over him. Um, he said he didn't go into details about the conversation backstage. One of the other pastors and I spoke the gospel in the way that I pray uh, was clear, forthright, and compassionate. Then I walked back out on stage, read First Timothy 2, uh, 1-6, and sought to pray the word of God over the president, other leaders in the country. After I prayed, the president walked off stage without comment, and we closed our gathering by celebrating Heroes Among Us, a couple who has spent the last uh, 48 years spreading the gospel in remote places where it could never have gone through the game. To, uh, talking about more people. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's that's another thing that puts this situation in a better light for me, is that Trump didn't say anything. Yeah. He didn't come out there in grandstand. He didn't come out there. He didn't even come out there in a suit and tie. He didn't go in there to hold a rally, to toss out MAGA hats, to sign Bibles like he did that one time. (laughs) Again. He came out. He came. I remember. It was a a weird situation. (laughs) What would you do in that situation? People hand you a Bible. Sign this for me. Uh, 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 no. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's uh, it's a situation where he came out and essentially humbled himself, slightly at least, yeah, to be prayed for, to be willing to admit that he needs prayer. He could have easily ignored the day or said something, you know, in a press conference or a tweet about it, mm-hmm. but he decided to take a moment and go and stand and kind of be vulnerable mm-hmm. and be prayed over. And yeah. I think that's fantastic. That's uh, a, yeah, that's a really good point because you do have to humble yourself. Yeah. You do have to be vulnerable. I mean, he doesn't always make the best decisions, but every now and then I think he makes a good one. And I think this was a good one. Yeah. To stand. I mean, how many of us on Sunday morning feel that prick to go to the, the altar and receive prayer, but we don't mm-hmm. because 
we're too prideful or we're afraid that the people are going to think something or that the congregation's going to stand in awe, not in a good way, of us having to go to the altar and receive prayer. And yet the president of our country walked in front of one of the largest churches mm-hmm. and received prayer in front of, in front of them. Yep. It was uh, biblical, pastoral, faithful. It was good. Yeah. Um, but, of course, nobody's happy. Oh, well. <laughs> if nobody's happy, then you're doing something right. Uh, yeah. Even <laughs> even Jerry Falwell, in a now-deleted tweet, uh, he was unhappy on the other side that Platt even had to explain himself at all, and that he didn't stand up for the president basically saying sorry to be crude but but plasters like pastors like uh david platt need to grow a pair just saying and then he deleted the tweet very shortly after (laughs) i'm like come on guys can't we (laughs) can't we be civil even among our own people we can't be civil no we can't (laughs) and i've said it before and i'll say it again that's why it is so hard for non-believers to come to Christianity. Yeah. Yeah, we can't even take care of our own house. Yeah. Uh, anyway, this uh, a lot of this information came from an article from PJ Media uh, by Paula Bolyard. Bolyard. Uh, so you can go read the whole story, see the whole uh, prayer printed verbatim for you too. Uh, PJmedia.com. Uh the article is actually led by the Jerry Falwell comment. So search Jerry Falwell and and uh, Trump, and I'm sure you'll find that. You'll find okay. it. Okay. Yep. <laughs> but uh, honestly, I don't think I don't think he should have felt compelled to have any kind of apology at all, really, because no. he didn't do anything wrong mm-hmm. at all. He did what any pastor I think should have done. In yeah. that situation. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Good job, David Platt. You intense, blonde weirdo. Oy, oy, oy. <laughs> I call him intense. I haven't actually seen him interact in a live setting. I've only ever seen him as the guy talking about the new initiatives for the SBC and yeah. all this. And he's just always whew, just ready to go. Eyes wide open, hair kind of spiky. I've just had 15 cups of coffee and let's do this. And I'm like, calm down. It is Sunday morning. We're all half asleep. Right. (laughs) We are barely here. SBC won't let me be. Let me be me. Okay. All right. Let's uh, let's do some 11th commandments. What? Uh, When you join our Facebook group, uh, Back Row Baptist Church, one of the last questions that you're asked is, if you could create an 11th commandment, what would it be? And uh, we have a lot of people who aren't that creative and can't do it, and that's fine. We have a lot of people who get uptight about it and like, oh, we're not supposed to make more commandments. I'm we're thinking not you're, to... not, you're not going to have a good time in this group. Yeah. <laughs> and then we have people that really go for the gusto, and I'm, and uh, some of our favorites we're going to share. So we got a couple today. One's from Rudy de la Garza. You want to read that one? Sure. He says, stop. And reread the other commandments carefully. That's, <laughs> That's true. Your I mean, eleventh commandment. Right. Yeah. Just laid all these out. Now, if you could reread them carefully. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. That's a good one. And then Alicia Hicks said, "Thou shalt not treat Facebook as thy confessional." <laughs> Burn. <laughs> Uh, are you These tempted are my to do confessions. that? <laughs> I feel <laughs> I feel like I've seen a lot of posts from you lately that seem a bit uh, raw on the surface. <laughs> I'm going back into my Facebook currently. I'm pretty sure you insulted one of your children in one of them. Oh no. I didn't insult one of my children. <laughs> I just simply said, hold on. Hold on. It's VBS week, so I'm making a lot of posts. So I got to. Okay. My post was, 
Have friends who won't judge you when you scream at your kids like a mad person. Have neighbors who won't call the cops when you're screaming at your kids from outside. Have a husband who only asks, what was that about, so he can defend you but really doesn't want to know all the details. (laughs) Have a really stiff drink waiting inside for you to down yourself in. Because let's be honest, you're not going to have a kid go through puberty who isn't going to be a total jerk. Uh, I mean, I don't know what happened. You want the story? No. It was so <laughs> redonkulous. I don't necessarily want the story. <laughs> it was so redonkulous. <laughs> but I read that. I'm like, whoo, whoo. She was hot at that moment. She was I ready was to go. hot. She was on fire. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Just let me tell you, if I call your name five times at a normal tone and you cannot hear me because you are yelling and causing so much trouble to your younger sister, who is literally half your size, I might end up screaming at you <laughs> like my head is going to explode. <laughs> Whether we have friends over or not, whether it happens to be outside for all of the neighborhood to hear or not, at that point, I've given you five chances by calling your name nicely, and you acted like a jerk. So guess what? But it only made it worse because, like, that ensued puberty meltdown. I don't think I've seen my 13-year-old cry like that since he was two. Goodness. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm not looking forward to those days. They're not fun. It's already stressful with the five-year-old who refuses to listen. I can't deal. I can't. <laughs> and I but I told my friend who was there, I said, I really might kill him. And she said, don't do that. People go to jail for it. Dang I it. said, I said, no. Even if he deserves it? I said, no, I'll get off on insanity. And the amount of time that they have me in jail while they're trying to prove that I was literally insane... For killing him, it'll be a vacation, so I'm okay. (laughs) Uh, All right. Before we close this hour, uh, we have got a contest coming up. Uh, I say contest. It's more a giveaway. You don't really have to do much. You just kind of got to sign up for it. Uh, I don't know exactly what it's going to be yet. Uh, We're going to post something in the Facebook group, Back Row Baptist Church, and on Twitter, at Back Row Radio. So look for it there. Uh, We'll have an image about it. But uh, the whole reason we're doing a giveaway at all is because next week on the 18th, that's the the one-year anniversary of Back Row Radio. What? Back Row Radio has almost been... Uh, almost one years old, guys. Almost Aww, one years old. We're about to start walking and talking. <laughs> <laughs> so we uh, we are giving away two prizes. Uh, we got the runner-ups going to get a signed copy of Please Don't Side Hug Me, the best of Back Row Baptist. Grand prize, uh, also a signed copy of Back Row Baptist, best of book. But we'll also be giving them an Amazon Echo Dot. Shut up. Yeah, we're having we're giving that away. So we're excited. Uh, it's most likely going to be a, a share to enter kind of thing like we've done in the past. Uh, so, yeah, like I said, check it out on Twitter. It's probably already up. And, uh, yeah, share away. Get your entries in. And we'll choose a winner next week. We're right? just, you know, asking you all to share is just helping you learn how to how to share the good news. That's all. Or just free advertising for the radio Listen station. here. <laughs> We are training and equipping. (laughs) Sharing our page is just getting your feet wet for sharing the good news. Yes. Yeah. What Mo said. See? (laughs) Stick around. We'll be back soon to close out the show. back to the back row morning show we are ready to close out the day we got your bible verse and thought for the day bible verse for the day is psalm 46 10 he says be still and know that i am god i will be exalted among the nations i will be exalted in the earth 
I love that verse. Mm -hmm. And our thought for the day comes from Tim Keller. God sees us as we are, loves us as we are, and accepts us as we are. But by his grace, he does not leave us where we are. Amen. Truth. Truth to power. (laughs) Thank you for joining us this morning. We are here every Monday through Thursday from 7 a.m. And, well, 7 a.m. and 10 a.m. Eastern, both the show and the show encores. Uh, It's all Eastern time, 4 a.m. Pacific to kick off. Um, It's early for a lot of y'all. That's why we have the encore. It starts at 7 uh, Pacific time, so you know. There you go. <laughs> you, you oh, podcast, yeah, yeah. The podcast. <laughs> it's been a while, guys. It's been a while. Give us a break. Give me a break. Give me a break. Podcast available on backrowradio.com. I do want a Kit Kat. <laughs> <laughs> hey, by the way, speaking of Kit Kats, just oh, a quick gosh, sidebar. Here we go. <laughs> I've found out. I've learned why uh, we don't have all the funky flavors here in America. Why? That they have like in Japan and all over. Uh, Because in America, Hershey's makes Kit Kat. But everywhere else, Kit Kat is its own company. What? Like they have, they America has struck a deal to make Kit Kats in, or I mean Hershey's has struck a deal to make Kit Kats in North America. They've also done that like with Rolos and a couple other candies that are not Hershey products anywhere else. I learned that from a YouTube channel called Company Man, which I am digging. You should check it out. It's really interesting. Okay. Uh, Anyway, back to whatever we were doing. Oh, leaving. We're leaving. Uh We're leaving. (laughs) Before we leave, be sure you follow us on Facebook, Twitter, 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 and Instagram at Back Row Radio, and join our laughter-inducing Facebook community, Back Row Baptist Church, by going to brbchurch.com. And of course, both those places now should have a post about our giveaway and exactly how that's going to work, so check that out. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're going to be introducing something new, or we, we just did actually this past Saturday, but you might not have heard about it yet. It's called The Split. Now, normally here at Back Row Radio, we have a whole mix of all the different genres. Well, on Saturday nights for six hours, we are splitting up into three two-hour blocks of a specific genre. So starting at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on Saturday nights for two hours, we've got the Back Row Dance Party. All that music that gets you on your feet and moving, remixes, all kinds of cool stuff. Uh, (laughs) Then at 9, which uh, this this show's actually been going on for several, several months now, is our Back Row Rap Block. Two hours of that. Nothing but the best Christian rap and hip-hop from yesterday and today. And then finally... Uh, the one that I'm most excited about from 11 p.m. Eastern to 1 a.m. Eastern is Back Row But Louder. It is all of the heavy metal, harder rock, the screaming stuff that uh, Mo doesn't like. <laughs> I do like, but we try and keep to a minimum during the day. We're going to have music that you won't hear any other time on the station, music that's exclusive to that hour alongside of some of the best stuff that we do play uh, throughout the day on there. So we're excited. We're adding more and more music to that block uh, these next couple weeks uh, because we want to beef it up. But yeah, so our, our patron, Stephanie Crook, is that how you say your name? Crook. 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 Yeah. Crook. It's not an O. Crook. It's, she's <laughs> not going to steal your money. <laughs> she's excited about it. And I knew she would be. I was excited to announce it for her sake. You know, I'm just excited that we can do something good for her since we ruined ruined Endgame. Endgame. So, there you go, Stephanie. We're not good about the whole spoiler alert thing. Uh, Okay, this ending has gone on far longer than it should have. That's it for the show. show. (laughs) Mo, what's the final word? Hey, if you stuck around this long... Thanks for doing it. Tomorrow will be better, guys. (laughs) That's it for today's show. If you need us, we'll be in the back. Bye.